people to understand that there's so much to life whether you're the CEO or the janitor given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing oh you want to know me well I'm the man that you knew now you know welcome to the Now or Never podcast all things entrepreneurship people who just take life and kick it square in the ass with my special co-host my special my special thought one yeah. my wife Mrs. Brittany Rexius what is up just kidding hey. hey wow I was going for a second I was like yeah what's up alright so um, some of these episodes are going to be a little bit shorter than others and that was the intention of last week's which was all about you know you know, game planning, goals, um, auditing yourself is turned into a, a rant as it has a tendency to do on occasion. But today I'm going to really try to keep it uh, on point. You know, so we talked about goal setting. We talked about, um, you know, like taking an audit of yourself, being yep. realistic where you're at, having a one, three and five year goal and articulating that, writing it down. So you have to see it on paper to know if the steps you're making now are getting you any closer to your goals or are they just bullshit? Are you just yeah. saying things because it sounds good? You just put an entrepreneur or future business owner on your Instagram profile because it looks cool. Or are you actually doing things to make that progressive step? So that at least today's topic, which is no more waiting for Monday. Listen, uh, General Colin Powell said this back like 15, 16 years ago. More money is wasted on an indecision than a wrong decision every single day. Absolutely. If you don't make a change, nothing gets better. And people sit around paralyzed in fear that they're going to make a mistake, that it's not the right time. Yeah. Well, let me just go ahead and just destroy this, this, this shroud you put in front of you. Let's tear the veil. Um, it's never going to be the perfect time. No. The circumstances will never work out perfectly. Um, and, and that's okay. Great things come from, from great adversity. Yeah. Nobody ever just kind of wandered into something and made an easy million, just happened to be there that day. That doesn't happen. If it ever did, they're the exception to the rule the rest of us are the rule. Um, you know, circumstances are never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like, say, for my franchisees who are, who are looking at making, or people who want to franchise with Rexius, I just use this because obviously I deal with it all day. It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to have everything paid. And you're never going to have the money exactly where you want it. It's not, it's never going to happen. Um, I mean, when I started my first store, I was more broke than I had ever been in my life. It was probably the most foolish time for me to start a business as there ever was. Yeah. Um, and I took the leap because I was willing to be uncomfortable and do things now that no one is willing to do now. So later I can live like no one else can. Dave Ramsey says it all the time and it, it just sticks with me because yeah. I want to be able to do shit 20 years from now that most people can't even possibly fathom. We get one shot at this life. That's yeah. it. There is no do overs. You're not going to be here again. Um, so just do it now. I mean, you go, they say this, you know, Gary Vee, and I, I listen to a lot of motivational people. We do all the time. She yep. gets to hear me like blasting this stuff all the time. <laughs> um, but you go to an old folks home, you're going to hear a lot of regret about the things they didn't do. You're yeah. not going to hear a lot of regret about the things they did. They do. don't sit around thinking, man, I regret that I didn't do that or that I did that. They sit around thinking, man, I wish I would have done that. It's like, just even silly things. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, this, this doesn't relate to business per se, but you know, as we both have a lot of tattoos yeah. and I've heard this from people like, it's going to look like shit when you're 80. Is that, and, and then literally I had one person go, I just don't want to get one. It's going to look bad when I'm older and I gain weight. So let me get this straight. Just because you're afraid that what might happen in 40 years from now, you're not going to take action now. Yeah. 
That's ridiculous. That's the dumbest shit I've heard. I'm going to look down on a maiden and be like, well, that used to look like a cross. <laughs> it's it, going to be a good story. And now it looks like, you know, a, a lowercase t, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it was like by the time they, my, my grandpa Rexius passed away, you couldn't really tell the tattoos on his forearm. But if you asked him the story, yeah. he'd go into the whole thing about when he was a Navy man in World War II and it brought, but you could just see it with, you know, and that was when I was Same younger. It, it just, it brings back a certain thing. So, though, I mean, the whole point was that you know, don't sit around waiting for the perfect timing where all the circumstances, you know, you might go belly up, you might go bankrupt, shit happens, yeah. but without risk, there is no reward. And that's why if you're willing to risk it, you deserve to be rich. I believe anyone who goes on the entrepreneurial land and in, in the marketplace and decides to do this and take this with no safety nets, they deserve to eventually be rich for the fact that they're willing to do what people who play it safe don't. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with playing it safe at all. I just want everyone who out there who maybe likes that nine to five, likes the weekends and nights off, nothing wrong with that at all. A lot of great people do that. A lot of our folks have done that. I don't look down on anyone. I just want everyone to understand what the entrepreneurial spirit means is that I'm willing to do something. You know, like I always say, like the the lotto, can't play if you don't win, (laughs) which I play lotto every day. Every day. Every day. I get my tickets. Me and all the nine-year-old ladies lining up for that big <laughs> win. But it, but that's a fact. You can't win if you don't play. Yep. And that's with life, too. You can't win if you don't play. Yeah. You don't get on the field to start if you don't practice. You don't, all those things. You don't, you can't score a touchdown if you're not on the field. You take any analogy you want. Yeah. But you can't win if you don't play. And, and that's really where the theme of this is. It's not, no more waiting for Monday. I'm going to start that. And I've been, I've done this too. We have done this with, with, diets? with diets. Oh yeah. Diets. It's, it's like. Diet it, starts Monday. Diet starts Monday. So I'm going to eat like shit all weekend long. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was, you know, it, and it really has. And that Monday's never going to work out perfect. Yeah. Shit's going to happen. Well, fuck it. Now I'm off the next Monday. Well, if you keep waiting till next Monday, you're never going to go anywhere real fast. Yeah. So, you know, and it was, our pastor said this at church last weekend, and, and I think this applies. You were made on purpose for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Figure out what that purpose is. Figure out what your jump. purpose is and go. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. What well, if I had to go bankrupt and I got all my shit? Well, okay, is your, is your materialistic possessions more valuable than, than your happiness? Yeah. Of like of doing something you love? I've seen let your kids see you do something you love or, you know, whatever it may be, or t- moving to that state that you want to move to, whatever it would be, yeah. take the jump, take the leap. You're not going to regret it. You're going to learn something from it. So if you fail, you'll learn. I'm not going to repeat what every other podcaster does. I learned from failure. Everybody knows that. You always learn. Failure is the greatest teacher. Yoda said that. Star Wars. <laughs> Quit trying to steal Yoda's line, okay? Yoda. Mm. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I had to. That's not on video. Yes, I'm not going to go into that same repetitive bullshit, but, right. but it is. You'll learn something. You'll make friends. You'll make, you know, I tell our 12-year-old daughter, I, I basically very strongly overly suggested that you should really try volleyball this year. Well, she's, well, I'm a dancer. Okay, I get that. But you're going to really going to try volleyball. Yeah. And she's not, she's not bad. We practiced last night. She, she finally has that competitive drive. And I knew it would, I knew what was going to happen. I knew she would, we're going to do very well to start out with because she hasn't played. Yeah. But I knew that her competitiveness would come out. And last night after her game, her and I practiced across the street in the tennis court, just because the only spot we got to do it. 
for what, 45 minutes? Because mm-hmm. she's now bound to determine that she's going to be better. And taking that drive and you, you can apply that. I, I, I made that happen for a reason. Like you need to take a step out. You're never going to make these other friends at this school. We've only been there a year. If you don't go out and make yeah, that effort, take say. the jump and, and make that leave and the camaraderie you gain from being in athletics with somebody else, we, you know, you win together, you lose together. And that, that does something. It builds character. Yeah. So never, don't, no more waiting for Monday because you're afraid of the loss. You know, nobody wants to lose. I hate losing. It doesn't bother me because that means I'm one step closer to winning. And that's how I look at everything. Because for me, not winning is not an option. I will find a way. Now I may take 600 losses. And I explained to her when I started wrestling, like my first year of wrestling, I was in an actual real wrestling, junior high. I told her, I'm like, I was like two and 15, two and 16. She's like, yeah. And the next year I was, I was 20 and one. It's like the story of the KFC. How many no's did he get before he got a yes? 1,009 no's before uh, Colonel Sanders got his first yes to start KFC. He could have said, I'll wait till next week. 10 or 20 or 50 or even a thousand. I'm listening. I'm a straight up. I'm pretty determined. I think I hit 500. I'm like, this is stupid. I got to change my plan. (laughs) But a thousand? Yeah. Well, that's why. The Colonel Sanders, the Santa Claus of summer, that's with a basket full of chicken, um, is one of the most recognizable brand images anywhere in the world because he refused to let no stop him until he got his yes. And so that's the thing. And you were made on purpose for a purpose. I have this. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of guys looking at franchising. They keep coming back and forth. They're jumping in and out. And I'm like, do this. And I know one of them. Like you were made for this. Yeah. You're scared because you have someone else writing your check right now. And I get that. And I, and it's I, a scary it's job. A, I had, I'd be straight up. When I started Rexius, I had two small children. I'm going to say that Tyler was four turning five. Liv was uh, two turning three. Uh, and I was formerly married at that time to somebody who didn't like me. Um, feelings mutual. Anyways, uh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Tourette syndrome, it happens. Um, but, you know, it was a scary time because I'm like, shit, like, but I was already miserable with what I was doing and my finances were already shit. I lost my ass in the housing crash. I was like, seriously, how, it was one of those points in your life where you're like at the bottom, you're like, how could it possibly get any fucking worse? Yeah. I can't. So why not just take a shot? I didn't want to sit around any longer in my life and be like, I'm going to try next year. Yeah. Because I was 29, I was turning 30 that year, which I did not handle turning 30 real well. I'm turning 40 this year and I'm not handling that real well either. That's a whole different story. But I, 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 you have this vision in your head when you're 18, 19, 20, even when you're like 23, 24, you get out of college, you start making some money for the first time. This is where I'm going to be at 30. Mm-hmm. And I was fatter, out of shape, not happy. Wasn't the kind of dad I wanted to be. I wasn't, I wasn't making the kind of money I thought I needed to make. Part of that you can blame on social media's upcoming at that point in time and what I saw society keeping up with the Joneses shit. I just didn't like any part of it. Yeah. The more money I made, the more miserable I was at my old job because I was try, trying to buy shit to create happiness that I wasn't getting from my career. And this is because this, this speech is geared more towards business and jobs, yes. So, yeah. But that for me was like I... I worked a job and the the job was great experience. Worked with great people, not saying anything about that, but it wasn't feeding my soul. It was feeding my bank account. I used my bank account then to supply the happiness. The problem was there was no limit to that. There was no end. New cars, houses, shit. You gotta have something more and better. Gotta have this, gotta have that, gotta have this. And that that form of 
self-gratification is fleeting. It doesn't last. And so if I'm doing something with other people and getting to change their lives and make them all these things, and now I get to help other business owners, which is really where my focus is, is helping other people get a piece of that dream. That's what fulfills me. Yeah. And so like, here I am, you know, but I hear I'm at 40 and I'm like, I told her, I'm like, I thought I'd be more grown up by now. I'm not. I you never do. Well, that's what I found out was <laughs> as I met my amazing wife. And I was like, no, we're good. And also realizing that my parents at 40 didn't have their shit together. Yeah. That they were doing the best they could at that time. And, and yes, we're, li- we're living a riskier lifestyle when it comes to business and the things we've done. But I've done it repetitively to the point that I'm telling you from first-hand experience, it's okay to be scared. The time will never be right. Mm-hmm. No more waiting for Monday. You're made on purpose for a purpose. Go find that damn purpose. When we started the gyms, with, with Nick and Danny, that was not a great time. No. Understand, I came through the fall. Uh, the, 2016 was my most profitable year at Rexius. And then at the end of the year, we kind of had a crash. We had some products we lost that were huge portions of our business, created a lot of debt. Yep. Then I, I competed in, sh- in a show. Bad time to do it, but I wanted to do it. We, got, we were getting married. We were buying our home. All this at the same exact time as we decided, let's start a gym and leverage ourselves six ways to the hill on a business plan that we never really intended on making a lot of money. We just didn't want to lose our ass. And having a major event the first week of being open without even having weights. Well, yeah, we were open and we were waiting to show up. And then our 24-hour access software wouldn't work. So Britt and I and Nick are working, we're trading off, but working from five in the morning until midnight just yep. to make sure that our first 20 members could use the damn thing. We had borrowed somebody else's weight. I just saw a three-year timeline pop up of the too. Super League event. We had to borrow somebody else's weights because mm-hmm. I didn't show up. And we had pros and people flying in from states. But the whole point is it, it none of that worked out perfectly. It never will work out perfectly. And, and that's okay. Jump now. Like, listen, if you're making that the plan, as we talked about last week, and you're making your goals, and you're setting it out, and you're putting your one, three, and five-year goals in play, and those goals better be aligned with not just where you want to end up financially, where you want to end up with materialistically, but where you want to, where your life wants to be. Yeah. Now, if that's the open orexius, just because I'm dealing with that right now, you need to pay off certain debts for that first 12 months. I get that. Yeah. I, I get that. Start making steps. Start making steps now to get there. If you say, well, it's going to be five years from now until I can pay off this or pay off that, it's not going to happen Something's because your life's going to change. Yep. Your, your kids are going to get older. You're going to get older. Something's gonna, always going to come up. Something's always going to come up. Like every time you pay off that debt and all of a sudden, you know, some somebody falls on your property and sues you yeah. for whatever reason. Or, you know, all of a sudden somebody needs a kidney or whatever. Maybe I don't see it's a bit dramatic, but, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. The shit's going to come up. It's never going to be perfect time. So make the jump now. You won't regret it. And yes, you may fail. Yeah. After I opened up Rexius and got in all that, guess what, kids? I had to follow the chapter 13 bankruptcy. It sucked. I had to, in the chapter 13, if you guys don't know, seven's when you get rid of it. 13's when I paid it all back. Mm-hmm. And I paid it all back. I, I had 60 creditors on my ass, and I was worried about them attacking the business and the partners that had come into the business with me, believing in my vision and then losing any of their investment. I said, no, okay, we'll do this. And it was embarrassing and whatever. Um, and, and here I am 10 years later. Like, I paid it back. I, I, I did what I had to do, and it, a lot of it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault the housing market crashed, and I lost 50 grand in my house, and I got screwed out of money from family on, that, on another deal, another 50 grand, and all of a sudden, I ain't got shit left. Took all the money I had left, which wasn't much, and I bought a bunch of product put it on the store shelves. Yep. And you guys heard us talk last week about ownership mentality, and I say that to my staff all the time. If you own this and you put all your money on the shelves, what would you do to make sure that you had income at the end of the month to not only buy more product again, but to feed your kids, 
put a roof over your head. I guarantee your approach will change. That literally is not just an expression that sounds cool because I wrote it out. Or that's literally what I did yeah. every month for years. I just kept putting every penny back in because I believed in what was possible mm-hmm. when other people didn't. You're never going to see somebody who's remembered for generations. And some people call it, you know, generational wealth. Okay, I, I, I don't call it that. It's a legacy. Yeah. I don't care about the money. What are my great grandkids going to say about us? Yeah. In several generations from now, I give way more of a shit about than the crap I have now in a materialistic possession yeah. times ten. You well, know, and I, I it, think it's, materialistic. You have to let go of some of that too if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna have that kind of spirit to be able to jump. Because if you're putting all of your your eggs or whatever, all of your happiness on the materialistic things, you're never gonna be comfortable enough to jump. No, you have to be like, okay, that's not important to me. This, this is important to me. Oh, and then that's just it. I mean, and that's you know, if if well, hey, I just bought a brand new car, traded it back off. Mm-hmm. Like literally, guys, it's not that hard. It, 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 it's one of those that that's uncomfortable. Well, I might lose a little bit of money. Well, yeah, but you're not going to be able to open that business to make a future wealth that you can't dream of. Yeah. If you're stuck buying a brand new car payment, you can't afford to pre- impress people that you don't really even like anyways. Let's yep. be perfectly honest. So quit giving a shit what other people think, what your mom might say, what your dad might say, what your brother might say, what your neighbor, that dumbass from high school that you still see all the time, whatever. Who gives a shit? Yep. It's your life. You get one chance to live it. Quit living it for other people. Yeah. Quit living it for your boss. Now, if you're in a company that you love and that nine to five's let a little bit safer, nothing wrong with that. But maybe there's that side hustle you want to start. Next Monday, it's not gonna it's not gonna do it on its own. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. And I'm not bad. Like I said again, I'm not bad with anybody who doesn't make that make certain jumps. But audit yourself because if you're gonna make these game plans like we talked about and make these goals, you got to be very real with where you're at. Yeah. That let's be honest, if that plan, like I'm waiting for that perfect time to open that shop, it's never gonna be perfect. No, you know, it's just, it's just not. And you gotta be very realistic too. You gotta, I mean, it, it, you, you do, you have to be realistic with the fact that, listen, I want to do this, but I'm gonna have to take a 20% cut in what I take home. So things are gonna get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you really start to audit everything you spend in your life. Start going to your bank account. I did this with somebody previously and I'm like, I don't need money. Okay, let's look at it. Pull off a month or two of bank, bank accounts. Yep. I'm like, well, you spend about four hundred dollars uh, every other month on coffee shops, and I think Gary V says this: if you've ever bought a seven dollar coffee, you're soft as shit. You are you now when you know you can make it at home for ten cents. Yeah. So look, you're doing something. Well, the app is there's a thousand reasons why coffee shops exist. That's cool. Yeah, and they do. But the thing is, when you need to have it, when there's a goal that's bigger than you that's bigger than it's what you want for 20 years, those little sacrifices aren't sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, even like when I stepped away from corporate world and came into the companies, we had to sit down and figure out, okay, we're going to take a pay cut in this amount and here, here are some of the things that we need to cut back on, cut out completely. Here's the changes that we need to make. And is it scary? Absolutely. Having to, leaving a job where I knew that I had my hours and I had health insurance and I had all of the benefits and then coming in. I mean, it's scary, but well, and that's, and it's, it's more important. And, and guys, she's being legit. This last year, this is what happened. This is literally what happened. Yeah. We had a baby and then, and then after COVID had the same thing. We, when she didn't go back to work for a little bit and then came back, it's real simple. Like we literally have a family of eight health insurance on your own is not cheap. No. 
And that's a huge chunk of change. Her guaranteed income outside the businesses, which business is cyclical. Okay, guys, it's seasonality. We're, yeah. We didn't see a single drop in business through most of COVID that we couldn't handle with changing our cost structure. Yeah. Basically, meaning if I cut a certain amount of hours in certain locations, certain stores, I was able to maintain our normal operating level based on the less wages I had to pay or this few things we cut back on, a mm-hmm. few different product categories. We didn't stock as heavy. We were able, I'm very good at what I do. Yeah. I can manage a crisis very well. And I was very calm. I, my staff, I think, made them easier. At, they all felt easier about their jobs because I know, oh, guys, I got this. This is what I was built for. This yeah. is my job. You all go home, do your thing. You're good. You're in good hands. I, I, will, I will go without a check before I'll let any of you go without a check. Mm-hmm. And that was a fact. In fact, I gave them an extra bonus in May when they weren't expecting it just to make them all chill the hell out. And we just cut it on our check. Now, this is the same time that Britt lost her job and came yeah. back to work for the company's full time. And we, we sat back down and said, okay, what do we have to do? And we had to sit our kids down. This is straight up. We had to sit our kids down and they all, now I understand my, my household, we should do this shit on video. <laughs> we call our house the shit show. The shit show. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> I just said, now they're used to hearing me go on rants when I get pissed. In fact, it's pretty common. Yep. And so they usually don't really take all of it anything with a grain of salt. But when then when mom sits down and says, all right, guys, we're serious. Like cables cut. This is cut. We're not doing this. We're not going out to eat more than once a week. We're not doing this because with six kids, sometimes our schedules and we work 80 hours a week, it literally is one of these things where, all right, Taco Bell. Yeah, Shit, you go to Taco Bell with our family size and it's still $54. Yeah, it's not cheap, but like Who sometimes the hell we just. $54 pit, pit, at Taco Bell. That's why you go to Little Caesars, <laughs> $5.55 for a large, man, 15 <laughs> bucks, family's fed. And, and the thing is like, oh, we should be healthier, your own nutrition. Like, we get it. I also have six bitchy kids that want to eat, and I want to show everyone up. So, and if we're working 18-hour days, which is quite often normal for us, yeah. um, we want to make sure that they're fed and they have this in between going to volleyball or dance and then lessons and judo and dentist appointments or whatever else you can possibly think of that is our life, that is our shit show. Sometimes we have to, but we had to sit, okay, no, we had to meet. So her and I had to sit down and budget mm-hmm. and meal plan. All right, this is what we're going to make for the week. And everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, I know most of you talk about it. 99% of you don't do it. Yeah. Here are we. And we've been in bodybuilding prep, so we understand meal planning better than anybody, but we're like, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. So we had to sit there and because, and it was even more because we couldn't really, we didn't know about going into grocery stores and there were people, these doomsday preppers were going in and buying 28,000 cases of toilet paper. And we're yeah, like, what the stores are out of toilet paper and you have family of eight at home. Yeah, that, that it's you know. Thank God we have leaves in the backyard. Yeah, I don't care. Maybe I'll go in the backyard <laughs> with the dogs. Anyways, I didn't really do that. Don't call CPS. Um, but but the thing is, we had to sit down and make a budget. Like we're going to cook these days, and we want to have family meals at this time. We're going to do this, and just making more rules. And we had to sit down and do it. And our kids knew, oh shit, yeah, shit's up. Like, but I wanted her in the company's full time. I need the freaking help massively. You know, we had to eliminate some corporate positions that were helping me, but I was able to transition them into the stores so I could save all my full time employees their jobs. We bent over backwards to make that happen. But you know, like for us, like just so you guys understand, like it's the same shit we go through. Yeah. It's no different. We, we took a major cut and pay for Brittany to come into the companies that was kind of comfortable for us. And I mean, her 401ks at her jobs were helped us fund the gym that I'm like, Hey, let's cash Both that. Gyms. Let's, let's, uh, let's cash that shit out. Um, <laughs> and, and that's just how I operate. I invest in the businesses that I have control of, Yeah, but you know, all these things, very uncomfortable for Miss career woman over here. But we sat down, we put it on paper, and said, this has to happen now. COVID, in the nice aspect, is it really didn't give us a choice. Yeah. It was, okay, well, there's no other jobs to be had, so we've been talking about doing this. Let's do it. 
And so we, you know, for lack of a better term, turn lemons into lemonade and let yeah. that shit roll. And, and we've, and our kids don't know any damn different. No. Can I get Taco this- Bell? No. Where's your money? We're bringing in money. And so yeah. what I do, because, you know, kids are like, well, my kids are used to, oh, I get it. I have three daughters, man. Shit. I, trust me. I get it. And so I, I text all the kids last week who wants to make 50 bucks. Me, all their hands up in the text message. Like, cool, you're all going to come in with a bottle of disinfectant and a rag. Yeah. I want my gym top to bottom, spick and span. I want, I want five of you in there just grind. I want the thing clean. We have your cleaning services. I do, but I want everything detailed because it's for me as an owner. I'm in there. I see the dust and it yeah. drives me nuts. I know it's clean. I know it's a warehouse. I know it's dirty just because of the airflow. We have doors open. But that's, they want to make, here, and everybody's yeah. like, you pay your kids 50 bucks? I go, yeah, then they're going to go spend their own money. They'll have earned it. And now they're not asking me for money. Yeah. So technically speaking, I got cleaning out of the shit that they were probably going to talk me out of anyways. I'm a genius. That's what I'm telling you. you anyways, I get talked into all sorts of shit. So I preemptively get them signed up and think it's their idea. <laughs> And then I don't have to worry about arguing what they spend their money on because it's their money. So, but, and, and it's, but that's just it. It's not comfortable. There's never going to be the perfect time. Circumstances will never line up. You may fail, yes, but trust me, you won't regret it. I'm not telling you to quit a job that you already like because you think you can make more money doing this to buy a house you think will satisfy some sort of need you think you have or to keep up with your cousin that has one. That's a stupid fucking reason. Yeah. Like, don't do it for financial only. Financial should be part of your goal. I'm not going to be one of those, you know, like you'll be totally happy making. Everything. No, it's not. I mean, money needs to solve, money does solve a lot of fucking problems. Okay. Yeah. It, it does. Anybody else who tells you different is full of shit. And it's like having a life coach that's 19, please. Um, <laughs> don't get me started on that. Um, but, and also in saying that there was something else I wanted to bring up, uh, just, uh, a, a few things before we end this, but, um, you know, make your goals. Don't wait for Monday. Mm-hmm. Circumstances will never be perfect. And you were made on purpose for a purpose. Something else I want you guys to do with your personal lives when it comes to these things, like if you have a, a loved one and there's some scary shit going on with health and everything else. Now, is it what it's all been cracked up? No, I mean, it's, it's not. And you all, you all know that a lot of this is political, but there is legitimate health concerns. You bet. Yeah. And, and if you have a family member you haven't spoken to and there's bad blood, don't wait for Monday. No. You don't know what the week brings. You don't know there's car accidents and people die all the time. And if you've got some in your life you have bad blood with, it is not worth carrying around for the rest of your life. This goes in the personal. Go get it taken care of. Yeah. If COVID gives you anything from that, that should be it. Absolutely. You just go bury the hatchet. It is not worth letting it tear your soul down or have weight on your shoulders. It is absolutely pointless. Yeah. Like for us, I've had to sit back. I get, I have my, have my issues, certain folks and certain things and, Yesterday, just, you know, yeah, these mass mandates, I'm not going to get into the political portion of it, but yeah, have our stores dropped? Yeah, biggest drop I've ever seen. We were able to maintain everything through, as I was saying earlier, until the mass mandates were put on here, and we've noticed a significant, we're talking a 24 to 25% drop in foot traffic in stores because people don't just, when they go online, they they go to Amazon. Yeah. We have a decent online presence, but the people we lose in the stores, they're not coming, they're not buying it online, I can track it. Um, obviously, this is all I do, so, and it's it's one of those. Now, I can get... And I do get fired up and pissed off. And I get why everybody's doing it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm 
unbeknownst to it, but I just tell you, a small business can't make it much longer mm-hmm. on those kind of circumstances. They can't. And so I just told my staff, I'm not going to sit around waiting for next Monday to see what they do. We're going to make a plan, and it goes back to this, how we're going to attack this to make this beneficial. So we met with Chad today, new marketing plan. Here's some new videos we're going to shoot. We got dates lined up the next three days to do some new marketing material to reinforce why support local here is a huge thing and how much that means. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and we're going to make a plan. I'm, we're going into our stores a couple hours a week. So our staff, without having to spend any extra money when wages are, when, when income's down, we're going in and covering for two hours each yeah. shop each week so they can get out and do their marketing so it doesn't cost us any extra payroll. I'm going to make a plan with the known factors right now. I can't control the mass mandate. Yeah. We got a plan for what is today. Well, I had the plan for what I have control over. Me screaming and yelling at a city council meeting as much as I may have wanted to do it uh, doesn't do me any good. Um, and and I'm like, you know, I, I don't care if you wear a mask or not. I really don't. I'm just, yeah. I just can go, You, I can only tell you the numbers. That's that's all I can do. I can just tell you like, here's where it was. Here's where it's at now. So and I can't do anything about that. I'm not an elected official yet. Um, yeah. After last night's debate, I might as well run for president. I think we all could run for president. I think right now I I can articulate better than what I saw last night to the nth degree. I would have gained 90% of the vote last night. Anyways, third-party candidates. You can debate with them. I'll debate with a a champ because I actually know facts. I memorize things um, with actual (laughs) memory. Anyways, sorry. I won't get into that. But the the thing is I can only make a plan for what's in front of my face. Me bitching, pissing, and moaning about it. it, Like, oh, I'm going to wait till the mandate's over to start my business. I heard that from somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's stupid. There's an opportunity right now. You look at anything as an opportunity, not an obstacle. Yeah. And that's the difference. I may not agree with the mask mandate here personally. I don't push that on anyone else. The guys down the hall are big on it. Cool. Good. I you do, you, by all means. Um, and I go, and I'm not going to go down and start screaming, yelling, and say, throw my hands up, I quit, and let all my businesses go bankrupt. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what losers do. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. So I'm going to make a plan for what is the known. I'm going to plan on that staying, and here's what we're going to do while the revenue is down, the foot traffic is down, and that's how I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm never going to let it be a negative. I'm not going to let somebody else's negativity, government or otherwise, affect who I am, what I'm going to do, or how the fuck I'm going to win. Winning is the only option for yeah. me. Look at everything as an opportunity, no That's matter it. what it is. If yeah. you get sick, look at it as an opportunity. I and, mean, there's and, just and the reason I bring that up is because we're in so many different business groups, and we have so many franchisees and so many business partners, and 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 people who look who ask us a lot of questions off these podcasts, and that's why I bring it up. Some of your in some of your states, yeah, like Phoenix, gym, I don't think gyms are still open yet. It's been like five six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can't do shit for you there. If I were you, I'd move. Pick up all your shit, put it in a truck, and find a city that agrees with your particular business acumen. People say, well, just move. It's not that easy. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. I live in, I mean, I love Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hate snow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Well, next month they're open. Next month they're open. Guys, you don't know how long they're going to keep moving the flagpole, the goalpost. You don't know how long that's going to happen. So if you have a feeling, go. If that's if that's the same thing, don't wait for next month. Don't wait for next month. We have no idea. They call it the novel coronavirus, means it's never been seen, which means they really don't fucking know. Every decision they make is wrong, and every decision they make is right, yeah. from whatever perspective you're in, because none of them fucking know. I don't blame anyone for anything, because literally, that's the term, that's the definition of the word. Even was uh, Mark Cuban who's not even a friend of President Trump at all, they don't get along, even said everything he says is right and everything he says is wrong. 
because there's no way to prepare for this. Yeah. Blaming somebody else for the circumstances, that's not going to be fucking good either. You know, it just, you can only make a plan with the rules that are at play and you play by those rules. And that's it. And make the best of make it. Make the best of it. That's that's it. Sitting around, pissing, moaning, complaining, waiting for your vote to matter. Let's be honest, folks. Our our government was bought out a long time ago. And it was, I said a couple of podcasts ago, if, if the major, the richest people in the world and the media is on your side, you're not part of the revolution. You're the puppet. Cause the only thing the rich and powerful are concerned about is staying rich and powerful. So you make a move for you. Don't wait for somebody else to do it for you. The government's not going to fix it for you. No one else is going to fix it for you. That banker isn't going to magically call you up and say, Hey, you want a hundred grand to start that dream? They're not going to do it. No. I've been waiting for that phone call, waiting for that rich uncle to be like, Every Hey, morning. I left you a hundred million dollars last year. You didn't see that? No, I didn't. But every I mean, every morning I wake up and I'm like, today's the day. Today's and the day. It doesn't happen. I see that every time I go check my tickets for yeah. the lottery. Today's the day, and someday it will be. You literally Don't laugh do at me. Say I, that. I, every day I'm like, I'm, I'm a winner. I can feel today's it. Today's the day. Today's the day. But and that's the point. You make you make a plan. Don't yeah. sit around waiting for somebody else to fix your shit. You fix it. No more waiting for Monday. If you want to start that business, you want to start that side hustle. You want to repair that relationship in your family. You do it today. One of my favorite quotes is leap and the nut will appear. I mean, go for it. What's that other favorite saying you have? The one about the storm. Life isn't about learning how to dance in the rain or surviving the storm, but learning how to dance in the rain. Exactly. That's the whole point. Life is nothing but a fucking storm. Yeah. It is never perfect. Every time shit slows down for us, all of a sudden we're like, oh, fuck. Murphy's Law. Something, it's just, it's just going to happen. You can feel it. I, I, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter from everything in our home to home repair to business shit. Every time I think, oh, we Every got it. we're like, oh, yeah, we can do this project. Oh, shit. shit. The, the structure is crooked and. Whatever. Like, I tried to put a fucking door in my laundry room and found out my whole house is crooked. So I couldn't, and I got pissed, and so I office spaced the shit out of the door. Bought another one, still couldn't fucking do it, and I had to call Daniel, like, hey, man, you wanna make 100 bucks? I'm about to lose my shit. I took a, a very good general contract, but that's the whole point. Every time, it's just, it is what it is. Like, it's, but, no, we're waiting for Monday. Yep. Stop. Just go. You'll never regret betting on yourself. So, thanks, guys. See you next week. See ya. Story is, you are you, and I am me. Just be. I'm a gentleman, now I'm settled in. Even when they said I'm let them in. I said, guess again, what's the way I walk into a room and everybody stare? Godfather like presents, everybody know I'm here. Stepping right into my office, pouring bourbon on the rocks. Toast to the homies that can never see the light, and the haters that forever see my ghost. What a night. Uh.